Choosy Money people. Welcome to the Choosy Money podcast. My name is Tara. I am your host and um, I'm here today for my very first episode, full-fledged episode, and I just want to get, uh, you know, acclimated with you guys, let you know who I am, the reasons um, that I have decided to do a podcast. So um, currently I am uh, working, I still have a nine to five, I uh, have student loans, I currently have mortgages, yes, mortgages with an S, so my financial landscape is all over the place, right, <laughs> um, to say to say the least, I, you know, I have credit cards, um, I currently don't have any credit card debt, but I did have credit card debt, I currently, um, you know, own my car, so I don't have a car note. Backing up, right? All right. So, the year was two thousand and three, right? Greatest year of my life, or so I thought, right? I graduate high school two thousand and three. I go to college. I'm thinking the world is my oyster. I'm about to be, you know, enjoying college, partying, not having a care in the world, right? And I did. I did all those things. Yes, I did. I went to college. I went to undergrad. Um, I did two years of undergrad. Um, I did not come out of undergrad with any student loans. So that was uh, a thankful uh, blessing from my parents, from scholarships, and from the bad above, right? So I come out of undergrad. I, I did two years. So let me go back. I did two years of undergrad, um, and then I transferred into grad school. You say, what? What is this girl talking about? How she do that, right? Okay, cool. So I decided that I wanted to be a pharmacist. (laughs) I come from a long line, not too long, but I do have an aunt who's a pharmacist. Uh, One of my sisters is a pharmacist, and coming out of high school, I was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do, and my mother was like, you better figure it out, and you better figure it out quick. So I had been volunteering in high school at a free clinic and they put me in the pharmacy department and I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I don't have a problem with it. It's not like I hate it. You know, I I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't know what I wanted to do coming out of school, coming out of high school. But my mother was pretty much like, you need to figure it out because you got to do something. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to college and I'll do pharmacy. So at the time, pharmacy had a six-year program. So it was pretty much you can either go to a school that had the pharmacy school uh, that had a pharmacy program, right? And you can do two years of undergrad, which was pretty much um, fulfilling the prerequisites. Two years of undergrad, and then you transfer into the pharmacy program, four years of pharmacy school, total of six years. Boom, you're a doctor of pharmacy, right? Cool. Well, me being me. I had all these scholarships in South Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. Um, I had all these scholarships coming from that state, and I was like, my mom was like, uh, you need to stay in state because it's pretty much free. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I did two years of undergrad at a school that did not have a pharmacy school, um, but luckily, out of pocket, my parents probably paid 
I would say it was less than $1,000 a year. I stayed on campus. Um, the school I went to was a public school, so it was um, cheap in the sense of, as you know, compared to now, it was cheap. And really the only thing that I, I think, you know, it was a couple hundred dollars for maybe room and board that was left over from what wasn't covered from all of the scholarships that I had amassed. So I will say scholarships are your friend. Scholarships are your friend. Scholarships are your friend. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of students, a lot of uh, people don't take advantage of it. And I can't understand if it's, um, we'll, we'll have an episode, full episode about scholarships because me and my sisters actually have a scholarship now to give back to our community where we came from. And, you know, a lot of people don't take advantage of it. And it's free money, like literally free money that we want to give away to deserving students. And we just don't have students that apply for it but fast forward I did my two years of undergrad cool come out of school no student loans all right I you know I'm still oblivious to the fact of that I was ever going to have to take out student loans you know I didn't really I'll say I really didn't understand the concept of student loans you know and I and I and I'll say that and it's in all honesty I didn't really understand the magnitude of what taking out a student loan meant how that would affect me, you know, years down the line and just what was going to be the, the the repercussions or consequences of taking out this massive amounts of money. So I finished my two years of undergrad, applied to all these different pharmacy schools. I ended up getting in. I went to, you know, one of the schools that I feel is a great pharmacy school. It prepared me for my career that I have been in for the past 13 years. And it was amazing. You know, I met great people. The professors were amazing. The locale was amazing. You know, it was it was great. Like, like I I do not take anything from that point in my from that time in my life. Right. I enjoyed it. We went out. I partied. I had a great time. I studied, you know, created memories that I carry with me still to this day. However, I also carry those student loans with me still to this day. The institution I went to was a private institution. Um, so off the bat, it was expensive. Right. And I just didn't think about it. You know, I was always told by my parents, go to school, you know, get a get a good job. You got to go to school. You got to get a good job. You have to, you know, make something of yourself. And, you know, my parents came from the generation where making something of yourself and going to be successful in life was going to school. Like, that's how you got it, you know. And, and that's all I heard growing up. That's all I knew. So that was just what was in the cards for me, you know, and that's not to say anything negative about, you know, my parents or the bed or whatever. But it in order to get that, I had to take on this amount of money because my parents couldn't afford to pay out of pocket or, you know, there wasn't any grants available that I knew of to get to go to school for free. So, you know, I applied for my FAFSA. They said, hey, we'll give you all the money that you want to go to school. <laughs> and I took it out, right? Not thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to school for free. I don't have a bill coming in every month. You know, I guess it was somewhere in the back of my mind that I was going to have to pay it back. But I just didn't, it never occurred to me that 
I would still be paying on this bill years later, right? Like, you know, I knew I had to pay it back, but I didn't know it was going to accrue all this interest. I didn't even know what the interest rate was at the time. I don't even know if they told me that, right? It was a sign here, and then this money showed up. Okay, cool. Fast forward, I finished pharmacy school in four years. I graduate. I'm excited. I'm about to make money. I haven't made money ever in my life. You know, this is my first time. I'm going out into the world. So I get a job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get these letters in the mail, right? You get these letters in the mail and mail starts coming in and saying, hey, you're going to have to start paying this back in six months, I believe it was. And, you know, okay, didn't think anything about it, right? You know, nothing. Okay. You know, I knew I was going to have to pay it back, right? Cool. Well, I had federal loans and my last year of pharmacy school because um, I pretty much needed money to live. I took out a private loan from Sally Mae. So Sally Mae, you know, I was, I, was, I was part of that whole Sally Mae to-do where I took out, um, I want to say, I don't have the exact figure on the Sally Mae just because it's been so long ago, but I ended up paying Sally Mae back about, I would say between fifteen dollars and $20,000, right, after it was all said and done with the interest and, you know, fees and all that other stuff. So I start working. You know, I get in this groove, I'm paying my bills, I'm, you know, I'm paying rent, I, I don't have a car note at the time, um, thankfully my parents had bought me a car, I was still driving the car that I had from high school, so pretty much I only had my rent, which at the time was very affordable, um, you know, rent is kind of astronomical now, I don't care where you live at in the country of the United States of America, it's high, um, but I think at the time my rent, I paid no more than $900. And I had, you know, I had graduated. I was in a one-bedroom all throughout um, pharmacy school, right? So when I graduated, I was like, oh, I'm going to get me a two-bedroom. You know, I moved up a couple floors in the building I was living. I was doing it, right? So I think I still didn't pay over $900 for a two-bedroom apartment. And it was huge, hood adjacent. But it was huge. You know, I loved it. It, it was it was nice. So Fast forward, um, six months later go by, you know, six months go by, I start to pay this, I get this bill in the mail, like, oh, you owe us 900 and something odd dollars a month. What? Excuse me? How you, how, how you rent? Oh, okay. So I pretty much had to pay that. My federal um, payment was about $900 at the time, and my private um, payment, I want to say it was somewhere between maybe three or four hundred dollars a month so I was paying about thirteen hundred dollars a month you know now thankfully I was in a career and I had a job that paid me um a substantial amount of money I made good money and I will say that loosely based because I worked hard for it you know every pharmacist that I know works hard for every check that they get every two weeks lord knows we do but I made good money right to have just come out of college um you know to I had experience because we had to intern but to have no experience and this is my first job and I'm making six figures I it was something I couldn't complain about so uh caveat also to tell you how 
long I've been in the profession, um, my year was like one of the last years, if not the last year, that still was offering sign-on bonuses. And looking back, you know, um, my aunt has always said to me or has told me, you know, in the moment that you're going through life and that you're in these situations and you have to make a decision, you make a decision in that moment, right? But only till you go down the road a little further and you can turn around and say, it was at that critical moment back there that I was choosy or was not choosy, right? That directed what path I went on. Only till you get down the road can you turn around and look at a situation and say, you know what, that was a good decision, that was a bad decision, I should have did this, I should have did that, you know. So at that moment that I came out of school and they had those sign-on bonuses, looking back, you know, now, five years ago, you know, five years after, or I think I think the, the bonus was a three-year commitment and it was literally like $15,000 or something great. So had I taken that and utilized that money, like it would have put me in a totally different space from where I'm at now, right? So that goes to speak to the the, the topic the, the topic of my podcast, you know, be choosy. Be choosy about your money, be choosy about your decisions, be choosy about everything that you do in life that may or may not affect you and put you into a different place. You know, we have to see, we have to make decisions based on what we think is best for us, right? So be choosy. Be okay being choosy. You know, don't let someone say, oh, you're being too difficult. Oh, you know, oh, you no. When it comes to your money, when it comes to how you move, you have to be choosy out here. So I chose not to <laughs> take this a sign on bonus and I ended up being with that particular company for years like literally for over five years and I kick myself all the time because I'm like man I could have used that 15000 to pay off my student loan or I could have you know invested it or put it towards this put it towards that you know but we all make decisions. That was a decision that I didn't make and you have to move on, right? So I get in the mode of paying my student loans, I'm paying my private loans, I'm paying my rent, you know, and, and I'm bopping along, you know, two years, two, three years go by and I come up with the idea of, oh man, you know what? I'm tired of living, living in this apartment. I'm ready to buy a house. I need a house, right? I've made no dent in my student loans. Three, we're three years out now. I've made no dent in my student loans. I haven't thought about paying off them student loans. You know, I just assumed that was the norm. You go to college, I'm successful. You know, in my mind, I've made it. And I had the, the, the repercussion or the consequence or the thing that I have to have now because of where I'm at in life is this student loan bill. And I didn't question it. I didn't even think about paying this thing off, right? I was like, I'll pay it off when I pay it off. Like, I was so just geeked that I was finished with school and I'm making money. So whatever, I can afford it. And I and literally, that's what I thought. Like, I lie to you not. My first check, I went and blew it on things I don't even know. The one thing I do know that I still have that I blew my first check on, some of my first check on, was a watch. And I spent a 
quite a bit of money on the time for this watch and I still have it. It literally does not work, but I still, or it, the battery's dead rather. So I don't wear it, but I still have it. It was the, one of the first purchases I made after I started working and you know, we all have those moments, right? But we have to be choosy with what we do with our money because <clears throat> money is always going to come in, right? Money is going to flow through your hands. Currency is going to exchange. You're going to make all these decisions. So we have to get in the mindset of being choosy about the things that we do with our money. So I got choosy with mine. and I was like, I'm going to choose to buy this house, right? <laughs> that I probably didn't need at the time because, you know, my rent was still cheap. Honestly, my rent was cheaper than my mortgage. Um, that probably had a little bit to do of the neighborhood I bought in for sure. Um, I, I went into a neighborhood that had an HOA, so that was a separate fee outside of my mortgage. Um, my uh, principal insurance taxes. So it was like, okay, you know, but people tell you buying a house is a good investment. You should buy a house. You can get a write off you should do this, you should do, you know, everybody can be choosy about what you have going on in your life, but they can't do the same with theirs. So you, you should probably sit down and think about these things, right? Don't just go along with what everybody else around you is doing. Because usually the masses around you are doing things that probably isn't financially savvy or wouldn't be financially savvy for you. So needless to say, um, I, I purchased this home, uh, and I love my house. First house I ever bought, I loved it. I was on a lake, a little, little man-made lake, and it was great. On a golf course, you know, it was nice. But it was something that I probably didn't need at the time, you know. Um, looking back, once again, looking back, you know, it wasn't something that I needed. It wasn't necessarily I was, you know, didn't have safe shelter or um you know affordable shelter I did I just wanted a house so I, I bought it right so I now have this mortgage <laughs> I now have the student loans I got rid of my rent so I just have a mortgage and my student loans right but the saying goes lifestyle creep and it surely happened so I ended up I had to buy furniture that's an expense I financed a, a, a sofa that literally I had paid on for years before I paid it off. I um, purchased a bed, you know, just furnished my home. Okay, cool. Furnished my home, spent a couple thousand doing that. Then I had to buy a car. I said, you know what? I, I, I deserve it. You know, I, I got this house. I go to work every day. I work long hours. I work every other weekend. I pick up extra shifts. I, I, I deserve a car. You know what? I'm going out and I'm going to buy me a car. And I went out and bought me a sports car, right? And I said, I want it and I'm buying it. I'm going to be choosy. I'm choosing to buy this sports car. Okay, cool. Bought this sports car. Now I have a $500 car note. In addition to insurance, which was about, probably about $500 also. $600 maybe, give or take. So I now have, okay, let's go over. I have a mortgage. I have my student loans. I have my um, car. And I now have a bill for a couch that I'm paying on. 
So to say the least, I realized that the money was not enough from my one job, right? It was enough because it paid the bills, right? But I literally wasn't, couldn't do anything else. Like I couldn't, you know, I had to, I had to, I never really budgeted. So I don't want to say like I had to have a budget because I didn't. I'm not even going to, you know, tell, tell that because I didn't have a budget. And honestly, I still don't really have a budget. I have a budget in my mind because I know how much I have coming in, what I have going out, and I kind of like track it. I know that sounds crazy, but I kind of track it in my mind a little bit. I do have a spreadsheet that I use every, literally almost every day I look at it. But as far as like a monthly budget, I don't really do a monthly budget. So I knew that I needed more money, right? I didn't know where I was going to get it from, but I knew that I needed more money. So at the time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me a side job. I'm going to moonlight somewhere, which I did. I ended up getting a job. Um, shout out to my sister. Got me a job uh, at this hospital. I, so I started moonlighting at, at this hospital on the weekends. And I literally would probably pick up every shift that they have if they would have let me. And I wasn't working at my primary job. But that really helped out, right? So that pretty much took care of my car note. You know, so now, okay, my car note's taken care of, so I'm pretty much back down to three bills. And when I bought my home, it was at the time that um, Obama, shout out to Obama, did the first time um, home buyers little deal, right? And I ended up getting money back. Like, I got a credit and some other money, in, like, back from after I had uh, signed um went to closing and that type of thing. They sent me a check and I actually ended up getting about whatever it was, you know, and I'll tell you this, sometimes things happen like the universe, God, whomever sends you signs. And if you don't listen and you are hard headed, the, the universe makes you continuously learn this lesson until you get it right. So I had already had many lessons along life's journey um, when something comes to you in the exact amount of something, like, okay, so the, the scenario is my private loans with Sally Mae, who literally, they never harassed me because I paid them on time, but it was very annoying to have to pay these people. Like, I'm totally on the student loan pro, dismiss, forgive, get rid of student loans, or at least lower the interest rate. I'm totally on that train with you guys. But... They, it's just something that, you know, is unfair to the masses. And I'll say that because it's not the best, um, you know, everybody should have an opportunity at affordable education, right? Just like everybody should have an opportunity at being able to afford homes and health care and anything in life. Anything in life that people want to have access to, I think there should be an affordability to it, right? So back on topic, <laughs> I get this check in the mail from my first time home buyer's credit or whatever it was at the time. And it was literally almost to the dollar amount of what I owed in my private student loan with Sally Mae. So literally, I did not spend one dime of this check. I sent it to Sally Mae and I was good, right? So now I only have my federal student loans. So I have my federal student loans. I did consolidate them. So I would just be paying one payment. And I, I actually had about, I think I had two 
I had two different loans, but both of them were federal. So they consolidated into one. So I would just have that one payment. And I just said, okay, this is it. This is, this is what I got. And, you know, that amount, <clears throat> um, forgive me, I, I, I don't have the exact dollar amount, but I was in the neighborhood of my federal student loans of about a hundred and, I would say a hundred and thirty nine hundred and forty thousand dollars just to be on the safe side plus or minus a thousand dollars so you know I'm like okay I got this student loan which is like a house that I you know can't physically live in but I have it and it's gonna be here with me until I don't know when and I just can't think about it and that's kind of where I was I had compartmentalized that out and I was done with it right I'm pay it and I'm gonna move on well, as lifestyle creep took over, I bought this house, I got this car, I got this credit card bill, this couch. I, I had credit cards at the time, so I'm, you know, charging stuff and trying to pay it off and this, that, and the third. It, you know, I realized I needed another job. I got another job. Okay, that took over my car, you know, my car note, but I was literally working myself into the ground. So, you know, I would work. 14 hour days at my regular job and then I would go to this hospital and work on the weekends so it was very stressful like when you're I think you know when you're stressed and I guess I just wasn't at the I was at the point where I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to get out of it so I said this is life right well fast forward about two years down the run down the line and I get the bright idea I'm going to buy another house. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to buy another house and I'm going to, you know, use the rental proceeds to pay off my bills. Well, that's what I do. I start shopping. Me and my realtor, same lady who sold me my first house. We get to looking. We find this rental property. It's not in the best neighborhood, I will say, um, but it is a nice home. You know, it's a nice big home. It's corn a lot, nice backyard, um, two-story, older home. So it's, 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 you know, it has potential. Cool. I buy this house. I close, you know, bopping along. First tenants I get, boom. It was a nightmare from hell, like literally. <laughs> it was a nightmare you know they didn't pay their rent they were very much um I don't know I don't want to you know say that they were scammers but they like beat me out of not paying rent right so that was like so I get through that lease or they eventually get evicted so I get through that lease and I end up getting another tenant in and things start rolling. Things start turning around. Okay, I'm getting rent. I have money left over. The rent covers the mortgage and I'm getting about, at the time I was probably getting about $500 a month extra um, as far as like after the rent was paid, after the mortgage, excuse me, after the mortgage was paid and my property management was paid, I was collecting about $500 a month, right? Cool. So I started to save money. Um, you know, I started to put some of that money aside. I, I didn't use it as to what I had intended to use it for, which was to pay off debt. It was supposed to go to my student loans. I did not do that. In my mind, I was like, okay, I need a reserve. I got this house. Anything can go wrong. So let me put money away, which is what I did. 
And I'm so thankful that I did because I've had so many, not so many issues with this home, but it is an older home. So things tend to break more easily, more frequently. The neighborhood, you know, I've had issues with tenants. When I turn over houses, it's cost me more money than my other home has here lately. So I started saving money and I just kept bopping along, you know, bopping along, not thinking about it. Well, as time, you know, time waits for no man, right? Or woman, but time waits for no woman. And so with me not being as choosy as I should have been with my money, um, I woke up one day and found myself in some serious debt, like some serious debt, all because of the choices that I made and the choices that I didn't make. So I had, just to add in there kind of what I'm looking at at this point, we'll just say, we'll say five years has gone by now, right? Since I've graduated pharmacy school, I bought a house, I bought two homes, I've ha- I have a sports car at this point. I have paid off my um, private student loans, but I still have my major federal student loans, um, which is a huge bill. And now I have also traveled and I've put that on credit charge things on credit I haven't tried to pay it off I've paid the minimum amounts so my credit card was probably at about total of uh, uh, over all three of my credit cards was probably about five or ten thousand dollars um and I just I was just living man like I wasn't thinking about paying anything or anybody off like I paid my bills but I just wasn't being choosy and being very like descriptive as to trying to get out of debt and how am I going to do that I didn't even know how to do that to be honest like nobody ever told me I mean me and my friends we didn't talk about like money you know we all were making money the friends that I had you know we all made money and we all just kind of did our own thing it wasn't a thing that we kind of discussed and I love the fact that nowadays like money discussions and conversations are being had especially within the African-American community between friends, between um, in relationships, between family members, I think that's something that needs to be had starting at an early age. You know, my parents, we didn't really, you know, I can remember when I finished pharmacy school and I realized how much money I was going to be making. And the first couple checks I got, you know, I'm like, well, how much do I save? You know, how, what do I do? How do I, you know, and the fir- the people that you turn to, are the people who you trust, the people who you, you know, you love, and you ask. And I can I can distinctly remember my father telling me, you know, I don't, only thing, best thing I can tell you is save your money, Charles. Save your money. And I'm like, okay, you know, I can do that, but what? How, how do I do that? You know, where do I put it? What do I, how do I do this? You know, and he's like, save your money. That's like, save your money, save your money, you know. So my mother kind of stepped in and was like, you know, you definitely need to contribute to your 401k and you definitely need to put money aside in case anything happens. And that kind of like, you know, it was like, okay, here is the, 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 the basic I can give you. You have to pick it up and carry it on to, to whatever it is that fits you. Right. And I did, you know, had I not invested in my 401k, when my mother told me to, which was literally like month one or month two of me um, actually practicing as a pharmacist, I would not be where I'm at 
on the financial spectrum of saving than I am today. Had my mother not put that seed, planted that seed and told me to, hey, you need to do this, right? I didn't know what that was going to translate to. I didn't even know how 401k worked, if I'm being 100% honest. Hell, I still have to wait on know how 401k works, but I know, okay, compound interest is my friend. You know, let me kind of get in on the ground level and it just at least put some money away. But if you're just starting out, I would definitely say, you know, be choosy about that. Sit down, think about it, you know, give it some thought. But be choosy, be choosy about contributing. If they're going to give you give away free money, take it. That's my personal opinion. You know, definitely talk with your spouse or your financial advisor or whomever to see what the best uh, decision or method would be for you. But if a job is giving you a match on some money that you're willing to invest, put that money in there. Because compound interest is your friend. You know, where I'm at currently is I still have student loans. Uh, I don't have any credit card debt, but I do still have student loans. I have come out of the six figures. I kept both of my homes. Um, I've currently moved from the area. So both of my uh, properties are now both rental properties. I very much um, hope you guys will come on this journey with me. We'll go a little bit more in depth about you know, the things that I've done, how my how my money story is, the choices that I've made, how being choosy along the way has helped me or hurt me and just different things. Um, I think that everybody should have a choice in how their life looks, how their finances look, how their money looks, how, you know, all the things that we do Money plays a part in everything that we do in life. You know, when that comes to being able to decide if we can help family, being able to decide if we can leave that job or if we can move or if we can afford a car or we can, you know, um, buy a house or anything that you do in life, I think has a link directly back to money. And I think that we have to give ourselves the grace to be choosy, the the option to be choosy. Don't let anybody tell you that you ha- this is the way it is and this is how it's got to be because it's not. You know, nothing's like that. Nothing, nothing in life is like that. You have options, you have choices, and I just want people to know that it's okay to be choosy on your money story. Your money story is your money story, and your money is your money, and you choose to be to do or not to do you know so make choosing money a priority for you make choosing how your money works for you how you spend your money how you invest your money all the things that you do with your finances be choosy about it okay so I thank you guys for listening um I really look forward to this uh podcast this weekly podcast with you guys hopefully you enjoy it as much as I do and Continue to be choosy. Be who you are. Be unapologetic about it because others are doing what they got to do, right? Everybody's out here for their coin and they going to choose and make decisions that's going to benefit them to get their money. So get your money up. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And most of all, stay choosy.
I'll holler at you guys next week.